I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. This is week two of our Westerns theme month. And a this is a fun week because this week you can't do Westerns and not touch on John Wayne. Mm. So tonight is our John Wayne night. And for our John Wayne film, we did the 1953 movie Hondo. Mm-hmm. Which, this was your first time seeing this, right? Yeah, you were wanting to try to pick uh, a bigger name Wayne film that I hadn't seen, and this was one that came up. I was trying to, I wanted to pick a big name John Wayne movie, but I wanted to make sure it was good, and I wanted to make sure, you know, having it be one that we that you hadn't seen wasn't as high of a priority. For mm-hmm. reference, some of the other ones we debated was something like True Grip that seemed a little too... Yeah. Easy, too obvious. Another one was Who Shot Liberty Valance, mm-hmm. which Bravo. we both love. Yeah. Mm. But again, because we both have already seen it, we both know we love it, it felt like it was going to be maybe too easy. Mm. So I have seen Hondo, but I probably have not seen Hondo since 96 or 97, maybe 98. I was going to ask you how much you remembered of it. Like, was this kind of kind of like a rediscovery like did you forget have you forgotten large plot points and i had forgotten the ending Hmm. and i would forgotten that he ends up shooting the husband spoiler Hmm. but that was the only two things that i'd really forgotten Uh, obviously there were scenes i remembered as i broke out laughing yeah before the funny parts yeah long before the funny part like they are barely putting the 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 scene on screen and i was laughing because i knew what was coming Hmm. And this movie does contain one particularly funny scene. But yeah. Getting into the plot overview, Hondo, Hondo Lane, played by John Wayne, is an army dispatch writer who discovers a woman and and young son living in the midst of of warring Apaches and becomes their protector. Now this family has lived amongst the Apaches for a long time and kind of has a uneasy truce with the Apaches. They've been left alone for a long time. But the husband and father has been gone for months. And when John Wayne Hondo Lane comes across them. And eventually, Hondo actually runs into the father back at a camp a long ways away from this, this settlement. And essentially, the, the dad and husband is... He's a jerk. He's a jerk and, and a coward and is afraid to go home. And so when John Wayne learns this, he takes it upon himself to go back and protect them. And in little part, does he know he gains protection from them instead. Indeed. Yeah. The Apaches nearly kill him, but because he's taken the picture from the now-deceased father, the we father actually kill. tracks John Wayne and attempts to ambush him, and John Wayne merely defends himself, actually saves the father's life from, from the Indians. Yeah. Like, at the same time that they, the father is tracking John Wayne, the Indians are, are there as well, and as he goes to attack John Wayne, the Indians attack him and his compatriot, John Wayne saves him, and then he tries to shoot John Wayne in the back, and John Wayne is forced to kill him. So, But then he goes back, and of course, Angie Lowe, played by Gerald, Geraldine Page, falls in love with him, and uh, decides she's going to, you know, they're going to be, they decide they're going to be together forever and go back to his ranch in california so outside san dimas yeah it's an excellent location for a ranch yeah i keep making that joke you don't get it no is it near hidden valley no it's uh bill and ted's excellent adventure is oh. in san dimas california on john wayne's ranch no just kidding right. 
And the Geraldine Page John Wayne romance it builds. They 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 kind of get a flirting thing at that at his first visit, and it, it's actually pretty well constructed. You know what the dynamic between those two. When when the film started, at first I wasn't digging it. This this is a film where my opinion of it grew tremendously over the course of it. I think it gets really better as it goes along, and I think it has a strong ending. But the beginning just seems to take forever, and it's slow talk, and it's not that interesting. And Geraldine Page is playing a character that is trying to kind of mislead Wayne and kind of downplay the fact that the husband's been missing for months and he could be back any time. It seems like a trope. And so he is, she is acting like she's a bad actress because yeah. this lady is bad at faking things. And so at first I was thinking, she's not very good. Well, she was primarily, at this point, she was primarily a stage actress. Yeah. But she is actually very good. Uh, Geraldine Page is an eight-time Oscar nominee. Really? Four times for lead and four times for supporting. She eventually won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar for A Trip to Bountiful in 1985, uh, shortly before she died. Huh. Interesting. She was, spoiler, jumping ahead slightly, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in this movie. And this was her, was this her film debut? I don't recall if it was her it's film her debut, earliest. but debut. But it was it was pretty early for mm-hmm. her. Any guesses on who alternate casting for this Angie Lowe part? I'll be curious to learn. Audrey Hepburn. No. She was that was who was originally cast for this, but as they were working on the script and as the that character, the Angie Lowe character, continued to become more and more subservient, mm-hmm. they eventually called. Audrey Hepburn's agent and said, you know, we're pretty sure this isn't the right fit for her. Yes, and it would have been an inappropriate case. Yeah. As great as Audrey Hepburn is. That's but that's, that's who was originally supposed to be that, that part. Well, that's interesting. So, yeah. So, the cast, it was, you know, we've mentioned the two primary characters thus far. John Wayne as Hondo Lane. Geraldine Page as Angie Lowe. You also have Ward Bond playing Buffalo Baker. Because, of course, you have Ward Bond. It's, uh, oh, it's yeah. Uh, Michael Pate plays Vittorio. So he plays the Indian chief, the good Indian chief. Yeah. And there's that joke about how all the Indians were played by Italians, which in this case would make them Hondo Italianos. Wow. But uh, he's not actually, uh, Michael Pate isn't Italian, he's Australian. Oh, he's really? He's playing a, an Indian. Wow. Yeah. Leo Gordon plays Ed Lowe. James Arness is in this. Yeah, James Arnest plays Lenny. He's the guy that wants Hondo's rifle. Mm-hmm. Tom Myrish is Lieutenant McKay. And Johnny Lowe is played by the young Lee Aker. Mm-hmm. I was curious what else he did. The Challenge of Rin Tin Tin. A, a Jeopardy movie. It's a good cast. It's fun. What did you think of this movie? This was your first time seeing it. As I said, it really grew on me. I, I, it, early on, I'm like, this is just kind of here. But it's, it's actually a really great story. And this dynamic of John Wayne and Geraldine Page and then the, the first husband. Ed Lowe. Uh, it's, it's a great story. It's, uh, and it, it really works. Again, it takes a while to get going. But I thought by the end, I was, I was really involved and I thought some of the discussions between the characters like where they're going back and forth about whether or not to tell the boy and yeah I thought it was some really strong acting there unusually strong for Wayne actually 
Yeah. Well, and you were surprised. That this is a 1953 release, as I mentioned. You thought this was earlier in his career. No, collection. I thought this was later in his career. I thought this oh, okay. was a 60s film. Yeah. And so I came in knowing basically the title and then when it came out. And I knew almost nothing about it, which, you know, is, as we discussed earlier off, uh, off mic, a lot of these Western films... The title give you no idea about what this movie is about. Yeah. And Hondo, what Hondo? What? Is that what? Yeah. This movie was based in part on a book from Louis L'Amour. Ah, yes. Which gets into one of the t- trivia items I was going to touch on. This was nominated for two Oscars, as I mentioned previously, Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Geraldine Page. The second Oscar it was nominated for was Best Writing Motion Picture Story, but it was disqualified. Indeed. Because it was not, this is what we would now call like original score or original story. Uh, adapted. Or well, no, but that's the problem is it was based in at least loosely on the Louis L'Amour gift mm-hmm. or book, but it wasn't credited as uh, having been such. It was disqualified from the category. So it, when we were watching the opening title sequence, that had been restored. So this on a pre. Subsequently, they added the credit into yeah. the uh, the opening sequence. Yeah, which we should talk a little bit about the the font and the opening sequence and some of the shots because this movie was originally released in three D, a three D western back in fifty three, which was the boom time. There was a couple of shots that, as you mentioned, were very obviously yeah, shot it's like when the that. guns pointing at the screen and I would kind of yeah, I would kind of like to see this film in 3d i mean some of the shots especially the big shots of 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 horses and indians against the landscape and they've got those kind of butte things that are fairly prominent i think this movie probably looked really well in 3d and i did think it was interesting that the movie had an intermission when it's only 85 minutes long yeah and i figure that's got to be because they're thinking audiences aren't gonna you know gonna need to rest their eyes from the 3d because it's such an would have been such an unusual thing. Wasn't intermission still common in the 50s? Yeah, but not for something that short. Okay. I thought it was in most movies at, at that time, regardless of length. It's not even an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely shorter. There's some other trivia here worth worth noting. John Wayne attributed this film's moderate performance at the box office to its famili- familiarity with uh, to Shane, which was yeah. also released in 1953. I kept well, thinking of Shane. Yeah. We'll get into the uh, box office numbers later. Yeah, Michael Pate, who plays the Indian chief, as we already mentioned, was also in real life an expert in Old West military procedure. He told later that an Indian attack in the movie was not realistic at all because Indians were expert in guerrilla warfare and it would never have been trapped in an arroyo by the U.S. Army. Yeah, John Wayne was not even originally supposed to star in this. It was supposed to be Glenn Ford in the title role. But John Ford didn't like the director, John Farrow, in their previous collaboration, Plunder of the Sun. And so he turned down the offer, and that's when Wayne took it himself. But evidently, Wayne and Farrow had a tumultuous relationship through this filming, and they filmed one other movie together. Uh, I forget the title off the top of my head, but they didn't even get along on that one either. And after Farrow passed away, John Wayne basically took credit for directing the majority of this film. So... John Wayne, you know, he's a large personality, you know. But after viewing a finished film at a private screening of this movie, John Wayne jokingly said, I'll be damned if I'm not the stuff men are made of. 
And the dog. What did you make of the dog in this movie? The dog was an interesting choice. Do you know why he ended up being less of a character in the story? And probably why he was actually killed off when he was? No. It was so hot on the filming that he, the, the scenes where he was supposed to be growling, he just was panting. And so they had to keep him in an air-conditioned crate oh, on wow. set and just let him out to film scenes. And I, I think it, I'm assuming that it just became so difficult to manage the dog that that's why they end up having the dog get killed off as part of the movie. Yeah, when when they cut to that scene where the, the one Indian, the kind of the, the jerk Indian, brings the dead dog back on a pike to, yeah. the, to the ranch, was an audible, aww. Yeah. yeah. Killing a dog in a movie, man. That's, that's the way to get your, aww. Yeah. And according to a John Wayne autobiography with... Uh, with Wayne knowing that the movie had a kissing scene and hearing Paige's teeth were in extreme neglect, he authorized a disca- discreet dental treatment for her prior to filming. Wow. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's in a Wayne, evidently in John Wayne's autobiography. Out-of-date pop culture references. Okay. This movie is referenced twice in the TV show Married with Children. Indeed. This evidently was Al Bundy's favorite movie. Oh. And twice over the course of the TV show series, a major plot element of an episode is that he's trying to watch this movie when it's on TV and is foiled in, in oh. every attempt to watch it. Once in the second season and then again in the eighth season. They, he tries to watch it and mentions that it's his favorite movie and is unable to watch it. Outdated pop culture. <laughs> yeah, there's that Catherine Hepburn one. I won't read it for the podcast, but you can look at it if you want. Okay, so this was originally to have been a teaming of Katherine Hepburn and uh, John Wayne, but when it was sold to her, the idea was that they would have closer to equal screen time, be close to equal characters, and as things changed in, I guess, the preliminary writing, uh, the decision was made that uh, it wasn't wasn't the right part for Hepburn, but they did eventually make a film together in 1975, Rooster Cogburn. Yep. Uh, evidently this was one of John Wayne's personal favorite movies that he made because it reflected the values that he stood for honesty, loyalty, bravery self-reliance and independence and killing Indians evidently, yeah I was going to say, this is a real Cowboys and Indians movie it's not just a western Yeah. and you don't really for some obvious reason you don't really see this kind of film anymore but it should be pointed out that the the original chief uh, in this film is depicted as a, an honorable man and a, and, a, and a good leader and there's that scene early on where the indians have gone to the ranch and uh the kid threatens threatens them with a gun and shoots the 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 number two who eventually takes over after the good leader is killed and it looks like there's going to be a big confrontation and the chief goes up to him and says, are you scared of us? Like, I'm not scared. Then you are brave. You will be blood brother. And cuts, does the little blood brother thing and tells Geraldine Page, you know, he's Apache now. You watch out for him. You're the mother of a warrior. The mother of a warrior. And it's great because that was his means of diffusing this situation and not killing these two people. Yeah. And it's impressive. Yeah. Answering a previous question you had, Although this is often described as the film debut of Geraldine Page, she had already played Florence in Taxi, also from 1953, released earlier in the year. So not the film debut of Geraldine Page. Yeah, Geraldine Page, who was originally a Broadway actress, apparently didn't 
agree with the political views of John Wayne, Ward Bond, James Arness, and John Farrell. Not that that would be a big surprise. No. Yeah, they would have had the same issue with Hepburn. Yeah. Either Hepburn. Yeah. Well, that was all that I wanted to share out of the trivia. Let me look for the box office numbers. This had an estimated $3 million budget back in 1953. And I don't see any figures for the box office you know, being brought in. So, well, I guess we'll skip over that. How would you rate this film? I would give it three stars. Yeah? I'd give it probably seven on the ten-star scale. Uh, I think I would go three and eight. So we're pretty close, but... Mm-hmm. I think I like this a little bit more. I, there's just a like, well, there's one iconic scene in particular yeah. where the the kid tells John Wayne he can't swim, and he says, "How old are you?" And he's six, and he just picks him up, throws the the throws fish on the, the ground, and just picks him up and throws him in in the whatever that is, the pond, the river, or whatever. And you know, the mom comes over and goes, "Help him! He can't swim!" And he goes, "Well, he's going to figure it out." And she goes, "What if he doesn't?" And he says, "You'll go get her. Go get him." And she goes, well, I can't swim either. And he looks at her like he's going to throw her in, and she just takes off running. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's a classic scene. That's reference. There's Yeah, that's even today a, a pop culture reference sometimes. But yeah, that was that was a fun scene. That was the one I busted out laughing as soon as it started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as the kid was standing near the water with his fishing pole, I knew what was coming. So, yeah. It, what else would you like to add on this movie? I think I've said about all I had to say about it. Again, it, it it's a little slow going at first. Uh, I think it just improves tremendously over the course of the film. At the very beginning, I was looking up Geraldine Page. I'm like, how on earth did this woman get eight Oscar nominations? And then by the end, I'm like, okay, she, she deserves her Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah. This has a aggregate score on IMDb of 7.1 stars. So you liked it pretty much right in line with the average IMDb rating. As an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, well-regarded movie. It was treated well by the critics at the time. Uh, There's no Metacritic score on this one, but yeah. And if you want to watch this, it is currently available for free on Amazon Prime. So, yeah. Anything else, Dad? If not, I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. You may want to edit the Audrey Hepburn point out because I think you misread the Catherine Hepburn reference the first time. Oh, did Unless I say both Hepburns were? Did I say Catherine the you first said, time? You said Audrey the first time. Oh, yeah. Oops. Well, I'll correct that later. Good thing that's at the end. Why didn't you fix that at the beginning for me so that I need to watch for that as I edit? Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna like get to this and then I have to go back and. Yeah. It's probably better than an eight-minute rant about pools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a there's a little moment in this movie where uh, John Wayne gives a, a very efficient eulogy, and I would not be opposed to someone giving it at my funeral. Everybody gets dead. It was his turn. I'll keep that in mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got it recorded too. Now, yeah, now nobody can dispute it. Indeed. Yeah. But you know what? Um, outdated pop culture, outdated pop culture references are the bee's knees. Oh, wow. <laughs>